And then there was the presentation by Priscilla Tremaine, extracting useful clean water from thinnish air. Uh, my name's Priscilla Tremaine and I'm a chemical engineer at the University of Newcastle. And we're at the University of Newcastle, actually in the conservatorium, because there's an event going on where you're going to talk about your work. But what are you trying to do with air? Prompting rain, I suppose. So we're essentially taking the humidity that you feel in the air, we're capturing it on particles, and then we're turning it into a clean drinking water. How do you do it? Well, there's the little bags of silica gel you get in your shoes to keep them dry. We're essentially using a particle just like that to take the moisture out of the air. We just need to heat it up and we can get a very concentrated stream of water out of that. Much? You definitely need to move a lot of air to get the amount of water, but we're currently building a 1,000 litre per day unit. So it's about the size of a shipping container and you can produce a thousand litres of water per day wherever you want. Who's going to use it, do you think? The places that we've most envisaged this to be implemented is in drought scenarios where you've got no access to drinking water at all, remote communities where you've got things like bore water that are contaminated. You can put one of these in there, you can have fresh drinking water. And the other one is in emergency scenarios where you've had big downpours of rain or contaminated water sources. You can drop one of these 1,000 litre per day units and you can provide drinking water to your community. And does it bring in enough quickly? It does take about eight hours to produce a cycle, So, but once you have it running for eight hours, it will continuously produce water after that. You've tried it out, it works? We've built the small-scale one, so we're producing about 100 litres a day. We've got some funding from the Commonwealth Government. We got $1.75 million worth of funding to produce this 1,000 litre per day unit, and we're hoping to have it up and running in December. Then we're going to go and put it out in a regional area in, in Australia and see if it works out there as well, essentially. <laughs> what if the variation of amounts of water in the air is so great? Because sometimes it's presumably almost absent. Yeah, so you always see the range in percentage humidity. So it might range from, say, 5% through to 100% on different days. But most of the places where you see that you've got very low percentages is where it's very hot. So you might have 5% humidity somewhere where it's 40 degrees, but humidity is actually relative. So the actual amount in the air is still going to be at 5% at 40 degrees, maybe 20 grams of water per meter cubed. Now, if you're looking at a day that's got 100% humidity, but at 25 degrees, it's about an equivalent amount of water. Have you thought of taking CO2 out instead? Yes, and I suppose that's the next thing that we're getting into. It's called direct air capture of CO2. So you can use a different type of particle. You can pass the air through that the same way that we're doing for the water and capture our CO2 and produce a very high concentration that you can then store away or you could use, say, in beverage production or other uses for CO2. And people haven't tried that yet in your style? So there are people that have done different variations of it because it depends on the particles that you're using because they all need different amounts of energy to release that CO2 once it's been captured. So it's about finding the right particle to do the job. And usually those apparatuses are quite expensive, that sort of setup. Is yours going to be affordable? Well, that's the primary aim. Um, <laughs> so we want it to be, but it's really a, it's infancy for the direct air capture. 
And your final question, your, your students working well on this project? They're working really well. So on the hydro harvester one, we've had some students that have really helped us get us to this point where we're trying to get to a commercial product. So now we're really trying to get that going for the direct air capture as well. I should imagine that the beneficial part of it would inspire them. Oh, well, that's it. It's, it's very inspiring. They can see that they're going to make a difference by doing it. And here we are in the con and the program's about to start. <laughs> thank you very much, Priscilla. No problems. Thank you. Priscilla Tremaine at the University of Newcastle in an event hosted by the Vice-Chancellor, Professor Alex Zielinski.